Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. Thank you for joining me for another episode. This one is going to be a fun one. I am taking you inside the Fat Loss Fast Track, sharing with you one of our weekly webinars from probably about a year ago, maybe a little bit more than that, and you'll see two parts of this webinar. The first is comments and wins from one of the Fat Loss Fast Track members and how making a change showed her that she was capable of something she didn't think was possible in her life. And I dive deep into that, talking about the way we don't even scratch the surface of what we are capable of and what our lives can look like if we commit to doing some work that matters to us. We talk about that. And then the bulk is about a weekly challenge within the Fat Loss Fast Track on the notion of good, better, and best. Learning to identify the difference between a good choice, a better choice, and the best choice. This is a common trap that people fall into when they begin to make changes. They validate choices based on the fact that it's better than what they used to do. And that can work for a while, but it also stops working after a while. And it can potentially keep you from your best, can keep you from legit, serious growth and progress if you are only looking at what is better than what you used to do and not identifying or acting on what is truly your best. So we dive into this. We talk about some real practical examples of how this can play out and of the difference between identifying best and doing your best because a big part of this is simply being honest with yourself about the difference between good, better, and best. It's less important that we are always choosing the best thing because we won't always choose the best thing. But we have to be in the practice of developing that honesty, differentiating between good, better, and best so that we are building our awareness of what the best is. That alone helps us make best choices and not just rely on what is better than what we used to do. Part of the reason I'm bringing you guys inside the Fat Loss Fast Track is because registration is now open for the winter Fat Loss Fast Track. This is a 12-week 
coaching program. It kicks off on January 7th and you can go to primalpotential.com and hit the work with me tab and you will see the fat loss fast track right there. You can read more about it. You can register. You can also register for the free webinars that I am hosting. They are live online workshops January 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. You can register for those by going to primalpotential.com forward slash Jan18, J-A-N-1-8. That's primalpotential.com forward slash J-A-N-1-8. If you feel like the Fat Loss Fast Track isn't for you or you want to learn more about it, definitely register for one of those free workshops. You pick the day and time that works best for you. I believe that this winter fat loss fast track is going to be the best one yet. Not only have I overhauled our journal, but I am creating a totally new coaching channel exclusive to the fat loss fast track. I'm doing this because there's so much that happens one-on-one coaching over email and even coaching over the phone in the Fat Loss Fast Track that all the other members in there don't necessarily get to see or experience because it was one-on-one. And I want to take those things, put them on this exclusive channel for the Fat Loss Fast Track. That is going to be a game changer. I'm so excited about it. The Fat Loss Fast Track kicks off January 7th. All you have to do is go to primalpotential.com, hit the work with me tab. You'll see the fat loss fast track right there. You can grab your spot. And if you have been through a fat loss fast track before and you want to get registered for one of the veterans groups, veterans level one or veterans level two, and you're not sure which one is right for you, which one you're eligible for or how to get enrolled, just shoot me an email, elizabeth at primalpotential.com, and we will get that squared away. But for today, I'm taking you inside that fat loss fast track so you can see what one of our challenges is like, what some of the interaction is like. I hope you enjoy it. I'll see you on the other side. Jenny shared this uh, yesterday as well. She said, happy Saturday. This process has been amazing and has taught me so much about myself and my body. I'm really looking forward to the veterans group and continuing the work in progress. My outlook and my relationship with food has changed so much over the past 10 weeks, and I can't wait to keep learning. This week's challenge has also been great. I never thought I would be someone who was able to get up and go to the gym in the morning before work, but now I actually look forward to it. Just proof that you are capable of anything as long as you commit and do the work. And it's really this last paragraph that I want to talk to you guys about. How many things have we disqualified ourselves from? How many times have we said, oh, I'm not a morning person. I don't do the affirmation woo-woo stuff. Like, no, that's that's just that's just not my deal. I'm not, I'm not, I don't, I don't do that. I'm I'm good with fat loss friendly choices, but I don't do the tracking thing. It just makes me too stressed. It makes me feel too emotional about the choices. Okay. I mean, if that's the choice you want to make, right? But you can be something different. Jenny didn't ever think that she would not only be getting up earlier, not only going to the gym in the morning before work, looking forward to it. You don't know how you can feel about something until you commit to it and do the work. Two things there, doing the work and commitment. Doing the work and continuing to do the work. 
not giving yourself an out or an excuse. I can relate to this completely. I understand what Jenny is saying because I would have given you anything. Any, I would have promised you the world. I would have said, there. you can take anything. There is no way in the world that it would ever be possible for me to turn down ice cream with ease. Maybe I can do it consistently with white knuckle willpower, but there is no way in the world I could ever honestly, genuinely say, no thanks, I don't want it. I would have basically promised you, no, 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 no. If that ever happens, you can have my house. You can have my firstborn. You can have my left arm. That's how sure I was that I didn't think I could ever be the person who would say, Actually, I just don't want that. I would look at people who didn't finish their dessert and be like, "Are you are you human? Like how 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 does this work? What 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 is different about you? Where are you from? Are both of your parents human?" Like it was so foreign to me that somebody could leave food uneaten on their plate, especially dessert. Like, okay, yeah, I didn't like the chicken; it was dry. I didn't eat it. Yeah, God, I understand that. That's that's a, that's a human thing, but not finish a bowl of ice cream, not finish a piece of cake. I honestly thought that they weren't human. I really, really, really believed that. And I did not think it would ever be possible. Yes, I got to the point where I believed I would lose weight because I was just so damn determined that I thought I can be miserable enough for long enough to do this. But I didn't even know what was capable, what I was capable of. I didn't even know what was possible for me until, as Jenny says, I did the work with commitment. I did the work with commitment. And now, more often than not, it is the exception and not the rule that I look at the treats and go, no, that's that's not worth it. I don't want it. That doesn't even look that good. That's not worth my indulgence. I did not believe that was possible. I did not think that was a real thing for humans. I thought that was for like, you know, aliens or people that didn't have a tongue or something. Like I really did not think that was possible, but you don't know. So whatever it is that you have disqualified yourself from, that's not necessarily the truth of your life. Oh, I can't lift heavy weights because of X, Y, and Z. I don't think that's the truth for your life. Even with injury or illness or physical limitation, you might have to do it differently. It's probably very likely that you do if you have a physical limitation, but what are you disqualifying yourself from? Look at the crazy things that people are able to do when they put their mind to it that we look at with awe. What would happen if we had that kind of drive? What would happen if we had 50% of that drive? 10% of that drive. There is nothing that you can't do if you commit to it and you do the work. So this week is all about the notion of good, better, best. And you guys might remember the challenge we had several weeks back about what can I do? Because many times we get focused on what we can't do, what is out of our control, what's too hard right now, or we're not ready to give up. I hear that all the time. I'm not ready to stop drinking, or I'm not ready to not indulge on the weekends, right? And 
I try to flip the perspective to, well, what are you ready to do? What can you do? What is within your power? What is within your grasp? Focus on those things and not on what you can't do or you won't do. And this is sort of the next extension of that. And it is the notion of looking at your choices from the perspective of, is this good? What would be better? And what is the best? This is kind of like when you're in the the eye doctors and it's sort of like, is this one better or is this one? Is this one better or is this one? Because here's why. I want you to think about this. Why do I use that analogy? Because if I just give you one option and it looks better, then you're like, hey, yeah, this is an improvement. But you don't know that there isn't something that gives you an even better result right? You don't know the best option if you just go for the first one you think of or the easy out you give yourself or what is just one step better than what you were doing. So I hope that really makes sense to everybody because this is what I consider a trap that many people fall into when they start making progress. Okay, so let me give you an example. And I, and I talk about this, this breakfast uh, conundrum that I had when I was at my heaviest. So I would leave my house in the morning and I would leave really, really, really early because I got to work before anybody else. I was that girl. I worked insane hours um, and, and I left the house very early and I would go to Chick-fil-A. And this was, you know, I, I, I was near 350 pounds. I to this day, don't know what that number was because you bet I never got on a scale and I never went to a doctor's appointment. I canceled them all uh, when I was at my heaviest because I didn't want to know that number, but I know that it was close to 350. And I would go through the drive-thru and I would get chicken minis, right? The Whatever the max count was. I don't know if it was four or five, but whatever the max count was with hash browns and a large Diet Coke with no ice because if they give you ice, then you get less Diet Coke. So that was a problem. No ice, taking up space. And a chicken biscuit. So two full meals, both more than I needed, both individually more than I needed. So when I decided to start making changes, I cut out the chicken biscuit. Okay. So I was still for breakfast having chicken minis and hash browns and a large Diet Coke, no ice. Well, for a while, that was good enough to make progress, but I could have gotten trapped in the, in the, in the, in the, I could have gotten stuck in this trap of always comparing my choices to my worst choices. You know, well, it's so much better than what I used to do. Well, that's probably good enough for results, but only for a little while. And so what happens when we compare the choices that we're making to our baseline is that it only works for a certain amount of time. And so if it's only, well, this is better, that's not a comprehensive picture of where you need to be going to get the result that you want. It's very limited. It's just like going into the eye doctor with your crappy vision and he puts one lens in front of you and you're like, oh yeah, yeah, that's better. That's better. It still might suck. I mean, that's just the reality. My breakfast of the chicken minis and the hash browns and Diet Coke, no ice, it still sucked. Was it better? Yes. Did it work for a little bit? It sure did. But because it still sucked, it wasn't going to get me where I wanted to go long term. So, so many times we'll be like, yeah, I mean... I I've had a glass of wine, you know, four nights a week this week, which is a whole lot better than what I used to do because I used to have a bottle three nights a week. Okay, 
that's great. And for a while, that is good enough. For a while, for me, it was good enough. For a while, for you, it will be good enough. But here we are in week 11, and we have to pay attention to the fact that if you feel like you're losing your mojo or your rate of results has slowed down, well, it might be because your better isn't good enough right now. It was good enough before, or maybe it wasn't, It's not good enough now. Some people get really frustrated. I'm doing so much better. Who said better is what your body needs for results? Just because it's better doesn't necessarily mean that it's better to the degree of progress that you want. And we have to just be really honest with ourselves about that reality, that honest perspective. I know it's uncomfortable to say to yourself, yeah, you're doing better, but you're not doing enough. Or yeah, you're doing better, but you've been here for a while and it's time to step up your game. This happens in the gym, too. You might be pushing yourself, right? Lifting heavy weights and working hard. Lifting heavy weights and working hard. Well, after a while, you're not going to get the same level of results unless you lift heavier weights and push yourself harder. You get to a point where you level off, and if it's only relative to, well, I used to not work out at all and I'm still working out, doesn't mean you're doing enough. Well, I used to eat the whole pint of ice cream and now I only have a half a cup. That is awesome. But it doesn't mean we can't get our ego wrapped up in it like like it's this niceness thing. Well, I mean, don't you realize that it's so much better? Yes, I do. And who says that matters? It very well might not matter to your body. Your body is not an emotional being that cares about the fact that you used to eat a pint. Right? And oftentimes what happens is the behavior that was our baseline for me, the biscuit, the minis, the hash browns, the Coke, I wasn't maintaining there. I was gaining there. So sometimes, even if I was gaining slowly, sometimes the the improvement that we make is just enough to stop the uphill climb. Even if it was a slow climb, it's still a climb. And I know this is hard to hear. Whether you're continuing to make progress or you're not, you still need this honest perspective. Is it a good choice? Is it a better choice than you were making? Or is it the best choice? And here's the the thing I want to really point out. You don't always have to make the best choice, but I want you to train yourself to be thinking about what it is, to be honest with yourself, because we are great at snowing ourselves and like, hey, pat on the back, you stopped at two cookies. Be honest enough with yourself to say, and the best choice probably would have been none. It's not taking away from anything, it's honesty. You must be honest with yourself about where you are at and what you are doing. So one of the great exercises in this, I want to be clear that this is not, you can only make the best choice this week. No, how about you just train yourself to acknowledge what is a good choice, what is a better choice, and what is the best choice. Train yourself in it so that you have the option. Most of the time, we don't even know what the options are. We just, oh, well, I really would love to have some cookies, but cookies might, you know, I would normally have cookies. Instead, I'm going to have almond butter and chocolate chips. And then we give ourselves a pat on the back, like, good job, you didn't have the cookies. You had the almond butter and the chocolate chips. Well, how about you get honest and say, well, Elizabeth, you weren't hungry. 
And you just had dinner 30 minutes ago and you probably should just go to bed if you're bored. And why are you eating in front of the TV anyway? It's just that honest perspective. It's not to say, no, you can't have almond butter and chocolate chips, but don't just like soothe your ego by telling yourself that you'd had this big win because you had almond butter and chocolate chips instead of cookies. Just because it's better than your baseline, your baseline sucked to begin with, right? So let's just create that honest perspective that we need. Good, better, best is a tool. It is a tool that we can carry with us. It doesn't matter as much what we choose, but it matters that we're using the tool to help us pursue our highest potential and resist the comfort zone. So many times we get lured into this comfort zone because, yeah, we're doing better and we just feel good about ourselves. And sure, we haven't lost any body fat in the last four weeks, but, you know, heck, our choices are better. That's wonderful and everything, but that's also your comfort zone. And you can hang out there for a little bit to get comfortable, but you don't stay there. You don't stay there. You can't reach your highest potential if you aren't even aware of the fact that there is a better choice that you're not making. So I want you to train yourself to identify these things so that you know it's available, so that you're at least aware you need to know when you're not making the best choice. You just, you just need to know. You just need to know. I'll, I'll give you guys a perfectly honest example. I almost never eat like processed snack foods, like chips, cookies, whatever. If I'm going to indulge, it's going to be some special ice cream or a bakery cupcake or something like that. Not like something out of a box or a bag, right? Well, today when I gave blood, I told you guys that before we started recording for those of you who are on early, I gave blood and I, and I had some trouble with it. Well, first of all, I'm terribly afraid of needles. I had, I had some trouble giving blood and I actually hit the time limit. Like they don't let you give beyond 20 minutes. And so the 20 minute alarm went off and I was feeling rough. I think part of it from like nervousness and anxiety, um, part of it just because they had the, the blood pressure cuff squeezed really tight to get me to my max before I hit the 20 minutes. And I, I needed something in me and I, they had like, you know, cookies and crackers. That's, that's what they have at the red cross. I don't eat that stuff like ever. Well, I mean, at that point, not eating anything was not a good choice, right? And certainly having, say, crackers in this case, not always, but in this case, crackers would be better um, than the cookies. But really, the best choice in that situation, the best choice isn't necessarily don't have anything, tough it out, drive home, get in a wreck. No. But I had one. I had one and that was it. And it's like, first of all, it has nothing to do with my goals. But the reality is just to sit there and be like, not just, oh, well, I don't feel well, so I should pound these cookies and not necessarily, oh, well, crackers are a better choice. Dude, I mean, to raise your blood sugar to a normal level, it is the equivalent of one teaspoon of sugar dispersed in your entire blood volume. So guess who doesn't need a crack, a pack of crackers? This girl. Nobody, like one cracker was plenty for the goal of like getting my blood sugar up a little bit and just settling my stomach. So that is how we apply good, better, best. Sometimes it's really significant in terms of, okay, well, I bought this pint of ice cream and it's certainly better to have a cup instead of a pint, but the best choice might be not have any at all and go to bed, 
right? So when we are aware of all of the options, we can pursue our highest potential. In a workout, you might feel like, I didn't feel like showing up today, and so I'm here, and that's great. Yes, it is. But does that mean it's the best choice? Would the best choice be to come and give your best effort instead of being like negative and dragging through it with 50% effort? Be aware of the options. When we say, oh, well, at least I'm here. Oh, well, at least I didn't eat the pint. Yeah, that's not inaccurate. But it's also letting yourself off a little bit dishonestly because you are not truly understanding all of the options available. You're not even thinking about it. We really have to be aware every single day of what kind of effort we want to bring to our goals. When we do this thing of, oh, well, I had a half a cup of ice cream instead of a pint, or, you know, I had the almond butter and chocolate chips instead of the cookies, does that reflect the kind of effort you want to bring to your goals? When you say, well, I didn't want to come and I'm here, so, I mean, as long as I get through it and I showed up, does that reflect the kind of effort you want to bring to your goals? And it's okay if it does, but that awareness is critical. This is about honesty. So much of your ability to reach your goals is predicated on your willingness to be honest with yourself. And I will be the first one to tell you, a lot of the times, it sucks. It's hard. It's uncomfortable. You don't want to do it. You want to be the one who sort of soothes your ego. Oh, well, it was a tough day. It was a tough day. And hey, you didn't get pizza for takeout. So if you want to have a couple of these leftover brownies out of the freezer, like that's actually a pretty good choice. Okay, I hear you. It might be better than the alternative, but is it an honest, is it an honest perspective reflective of all the options available to you? And does it reflect the kind of effort you want to bring to your journey? This practice of good, better, best keeps us honest. It keeps us honest. And part of the reason we are where we are, either carrying extra weight, carrying extra body fat, not having reached our goals, not being as healthy as we want to be, not being as fit as we want to be, I promise you that part of what got you there is not being honest with yourself. And one of the fastest ways to turn the ship around and begin to move towards your goals, begin to break the cycle of lack of progress, is to be honest with yourself, especially when you don't want to be. Your results are going to be average if your choices are average, period, the end. I know for me, when I started out, and it worked for a little while, I want to be very clear about that. I am not advocating an all-or-nothing approach. I am advocating honesty. I am advocating awareness of all of the options independent of what you choose. I want to make sure everybody hears that loud and clear. What I am advocating is awareness and acknowledgement of all of the options independent of what you choose. For me, when I was choosing average things, I was getting average results. This is still true for me. It Today, if I make average choices, I will get average results. If I bring average effort into the gym, 
I will get average results. If you make average choices after dinner, you will get average results if you're lucky. Average choices don't even guarantee average results, right? You might not get any results at all. And maybe that's what average is to you, but it's true. So let's look at some real life scenarios and talk about what good, better, best might mean. Now, the scenarios that I give might not be your scenarios. And and what I mean is, if we're talking about alcohol, for example, what I suggest as good, better, best might not be how you define good, better, best, and that's fine. You are the judge and jury here, okay? You are the judge and jury. You get to define good, better, best, and I guarantee that your definition will evolve over time. I am 100% certain that how I define good, better, best now is dramatically different than how I would have defined good, better, best two years ago. So let's say you go out to eat and the server, you ask for a burger and a salad and they bring out a burger and fries, okay? What would be the good, better, best options? And again, we could throw out a bazillion different scenarios and none of them are wrong, but I'll tell you if I were thinking about this, okay? I would say that a good choice would be to um, maybe just try the fries, have a couple, not eat all of them, but just nibble on them, and maybe have half of the bun on the burger. That would be, that'd be, that'd be a good choice. Like, just sort of like, better than all the fries and the full burger as it came out. A better choice might be, well, I am going to have either the bun with the burger on the, or the fries. What do I want more? Do I want the bun with the burger or do I want the fries? That, that would be better instead of sort of like not having a hard limit for yourself because moderation is going to be tough when you're picking at the fries. It might be easier, a slightly better choice to just say, okay, Elizabeth, what do you want more? What is going to be more satisfying to you, the bun with the burger or the fries? The best choice might be, I didn't order these fries, and the bun doesn't add much to the burger in terms of the flavor, so I'm going to have the burger without the bun, and I'm not going to touch these fries even though they are right in front of me. So, so many times we'll be like, they brought these hot fries out even though I didn't order them, and... I I only ate half of them. And there's a lot of pride that comes with that because it does represent an improvement. I totally agree. I am not saying that you shouldn't be proud of that. What I am saying is be honest with yourself about the fact that one of the options would be to not touch them at all and practice that. And how would that have felt leaving the restaurant? If you were proud of yourself saying, I only ate half of them, that's such an improvement. How would you have felt leaving if you said, Oh my God, for the first time in my life, I didn't touch the fries. The burger was awesome. I'm so proud of myself. At least identify the option because when you don't, you are limiting your potential and you're staying within your comfort zone. It was probably relatively comfortable to say, well, I'm going to have a few of these fries and yeah, 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 they're really, really good. And I savored them and they were great. And now I'm done and satisfied. At this point in week 11, that's probably a fairly comfortable choice for most of you. So what is the choice beyond your comfort zone? Evening wine is another one. I can't tell you how many of my clients will go through 
a half a bottle to a bottle of wine in an evening, either on a Friday night or a Saturday night or Tuesday night, right? Well, then they say, I had two glasses and that was an improvement. Or I only drank, you know, three nights this week instead of five. That was an improvement. And it's true. It is an improvement. I'm not taking away from that and I am not suggesting that you should go cold turkey on the wine. What I am suggesting is be honest with yourself about good, better, best. A good choice might be, well, I always have three glasses or more, so I'm going to limit myself to two. That's great. Better might be one, better than two, right? Best might be what level of effort would be reflected in my relationship with wine if I didn't, if I only had it twice a week? Instead of still doing it, you know, three, four, or five nights a week and having a couple of glasses, what kind of effort do I want to bring towards my goals? And what does my relationship with wine look like at that level of effort? Maybe you decide, you know what, if I think about the kind of person I want to be, if I think about who I want to be, what that person looks like, how that person acts, that person probably only has a glass of wine once or twice a week. So that might be my best. And if you don't ever explore that, if you don't ever ask those questions, well, who do I want to be? What is that like? If I were that person, how would they handle wine? If you don't ever ask those questions, you're leaving a lot on the table. The after-dinner snack example we've been using. Maybe you used to have a half a pint of ice cream most nights after dinner or more. And so a quarter of a cup or a half a cup represents an improvement for you, right? So that's, that's a good choice. That's, that's better than what you were doing. A better choice might be to go with the apple with almond butter. Better than the ice cream, right? But the best choice might be you're not hungry. Go to bed. Modify your dinner so that it satisfies you more if you are hungry because you don't need to be eating at 9 o'clock at night. Go to bed. And I'm not saying you have to make that choice, but I don't want you to get stuck in the trap of like, yay me, I had an apple with almond butter instead of ice cream. You still ate when you weren't hungry, so what does your body do with fuel when it doesn't need it, whether it's a Twinkie or ice cream or an apple? If it doesn't need the fuel, it is storing it. That's just the way it is. So I want you to use this when you're this good, better, best paradigm when you're evaluating your progress. And what I mean by that is when you look at your rate of weight loss, fat loss, inches lost, the way your clothes are fitting, no matter what your progress is, you're thrilled with it, nothing's happening, you're miserable, you're gaining. Is this my best choices bringing me this? Is, are these good choices? Are they better than I used to, but not good enough? Use this paradigm when you are evaluating your progress. Because so many times we get frustrated. I'm not, I'm not seeing the results that I want. Well, look at your choices. Where are they on this spectrum? And is that going to get you what you want? This is an extension of what can I do? When you're having those moments of feeling like everything's going against you, you're hormonal, you're tired, there's no food in the house, you don't have time, you burned your dinner, 
what can I do? And then when considering what you can do, make sure you are becoming increasingly mindful of good, better, best. I hope you guys enjoyed that little look inside the fat loss fast track. And I hope even more that you will get in the practice of identifying good, better, best, challenging yourself to move from good or from better to best more frequently. That can really crack open what you are capable of, the results that you see, and your belief in yourself and your confidence in your ability to create change. I would love the opportunity to work with you this winter if you feel like that 12 weeks of coaching, the weekly challenges, the exclusive coaching channel, the level up lectures, the journal, if you feel like that would be value added to your life, I would love the chance to work with you. Just go to primalpotential.com, hit the work with me tab, and you will see the fat loss fast track info right there on the left side of the page. Alternatively, or in addition, you can register for those free live online workshops. You pick the day and time that works for you. About 70% of the time together for that workshop will be spent talking about how you can create a sustainable strategy going into the new year, something that you will stick to that will also produce results for you that you can maintain that doesn't feel like something unsustainable. And then about 30% of the time, 25 to 30% of the time, we will be talking in more detail about the Winter Fat Loss Fast Track. So to grab your spot for one of those free online workshops, just go to primalpotential.com forward slash Jan18, like January, primalpotential.com forward slash J-A-N-1-8. And I'll also link to all of this stuff in the show notes for today's episode on primalpotential.com. Have a great day, guys. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there.